You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This is the Great Pets Radio Show with professional dog trainer Brian Kilcommons and Dr. Jim McKiernan of the Great Bay Animal Hospital. Call now with your pet questions. The Great Pets Radio Show. Now, here's Brian and Dr. Jim. Good morning and welcome to Great Pets. I'm Brian Kilcommons with Dr. Jim McKiernan from the Great Bay Animal Hospital and we're talking pets. So give us a call at 1-888-441-9876 if you are having any challenges or questions about your pets. Oh, I'm having some challenges. That's nothing new. <laughs> Where do I start on that one? Right. Uh, tell it to somebody who cares. <laughs> we have a uh, kind of a wide open show today, which is good. Um, so we'd like your calls, 888-441-9876. Last week we ended the show talking about TikTok. Remember that, Brian? Mm-hmm. Ticks. And I wanted to start off with a little bit of tick stuff because um, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. Oh, do tell. Well, you know, it, it's important. And uh, I will start off by saying this, is that the time of year, we are in a Lyme endemic area. I'll say it again. We live in a Lyme endemic area, meaning Lyme's disease is all around. Fascinating. Uh, last week, I was amongst eight different veterinarians and the tick guru of the United States. We were all in, a, in Boston in a room comparing notes, talking together. And with the whole concept of Lyme's came up. And, the, and the, one of the gentlemen looked at, at all of us and said, how are you educating your clients about Lyme's? Because th- so much we know and so much we don't know. And I, I listened to everybody. And when I was done, when it was my turn to, to speak, um, I was amazed at the fact that no one had mentioned what I see most often is that people know about Lyme's around here. People, other people, friends have gotten it. Little kids are getting it. Um, so many people that I come in tell their own story about their bullseye showing up. You know, so it's not so much that. So I said I really don't need to educate a lot of people. <laughs> they already, it's everywhere. Right, and it's serious. It is serious, and I, 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 I wish there was a vaccination for people for it. Um, the, and it's just you know, people. Some people are getting really hurt by it, and um, it's kind of sad. Front, Anyways, frontline your pets. Yeah, well, good point. Let's start with that. What is the most effective treatment? Uh, and you know, there's two ticks right now that we see mostly that carry a lot. One isn't there another one moving up? Yes, I mentioned that last week. There is. There's a there's a, dick, a tick that we call the uh, Lone Star tick, and everybody thinks that this tick is from Texas. It's not. It happens to have a... a, a it, Almost uh, like uh, ex-President Bush. Yeah, the Lone Star Tick. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he's uh, not originally from being from Texas. <laughs> Connecticut. There you go. Yeah. But um, on the tick itself, it looks like a white star, which is why they call it the Lone Star Tick. That tick is moving this direction. Um, it, ticks carry a, just a, so many diseases that we don't even know about some of them yet, we think. And we know that they carry limes. So that was the first thing. What was interesting about that is that you, you, there are so many choices now. What do I use? What do I use to kill the ticks? Do hey, I? you're a veterinarian. Cut to the chase. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. There are now what we call uh, repelling, right? Repel them instead of killing them. Does that come with ropes? No. Uh, but but who would, would you want to repel your tick? No, or would you want to kill it? I want to kill it. You got it. Me too. So, uh, so the, actually the guy who did the studies for repelling was the gentleman who was there. And you know what he said? No product is 100%. Well, we all kind of knew that, but that's kind of stinks, you know? But there are none of them are 100%. And after 14 days, 14 days in their studies, none of them worked that great. 
right. on all the products. Yep. Ooh. So the, the, the thing about the Lone Star Tick is that this new repelling type formula that's out, he said the Lone Star Ticks walks right through it. So um, around here, we use a lot of Frontline. So Frontline is, is, uh, is clearly the best for treatment. Right. Uh, and we don't have a relationship with the company. No. Oh, God. I just want something that's going to work. You know, they sponsored uh, the DVD years ago. But as far as, you know, with one of the problems people are running into are over-the-counter products that right. are causing some problems with pets. Right. So as far as Frontline, there hasn't been any problems that we know about. So the reason we're suggesting it, it works, and you should get it from your veterinarian to make sure you're getting the right source. You got it. So secondly is, uh, you know, these repelling products... Also, a lot of people grab them because they take care of mosquitoes. And, and uh, you, you'll even... Hey, I, I grab it. <laughs> but guess what? Me. They really don't. Okay. They really don't. It's really kind of false advertising to say it's going to prevent West Nile virus or, or things like that. It's just, it's not, it's not there. So that's not a good thing. So you, got, you, you have one product that's going to basically, like Frontline, that's going to kill the, the tick, but it has to be on the dog for a day or so to ingest a blood meal before it dies. That's what people don't like. People don't want ticks on their dogs. I don't blame them. But here's the thing. And this is what a guy said to me year, uh, months back. He said, I would rather have a product that the ticks attach to my dog and die than having them repel onto me as I'm laying in bed. I don't want limes. Right. I don't like the dog. I'm going for lunch. You got it. Yeah. You think that happens? Sure. Absolutely. They're opportunistic. They right. prefer dogs. Correct. Now, d uh, from day one, no, 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 maybe day seven, maybe day, day 21, when that product wears down, you're laying in bed? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it comes on to us. So but th this is also a good case for when you're petting your dog to really go over the dog around its ears, around the neck, mm -hmm. you know, and check to make sure there aren't any ticks. Right. Um, interestingly enough, Brian, the fall, we always said, oh, and I, I mean, I'm actually, before this show started, I was reading literature from years back about limes. They said, oh, in the fall, the adult is who transmits the, the Lyme's disease, and they got to be on for four days. You'll see them. They get big and fat. You pull them off pretty easy. It's the spring, which is a tiny little tick that you'll never see, that transfers it in 24 hours, and we're pretty much in a lot of trouble at that point. Guess what? Not true. Right. Not true. It's right now, people. It is right now, today, this November. It's December, October. That's when the adult tick transfers limes 48 hours it has to be on so right now is the time we need to be most aggressive in treating for limes and everybody in the woods you know the deer hunters going out you see people traveling i driving up here i saw people running their dogs by the way put on some reflective vests on your dogs oh if you're going to yeah. take them into the woods oh yeah you know there are a lot of hunters out you want to avoid a mistake from happening so making sure you're wearing bright colors and having some type of uh reflective material on your dogs to make sure an accident doesn't happen. Yeah. So, anyways, 40% of the large adult ticks carry, will transmit limes, carry limes. 20% of the little ones. So, it's the big guys. It's right now. This is a time of year. So, what do we do? How do we, how do I best recommend, or your vet, what we learned is that in Australia, they're going every two weeks on Frontline. Really? Yeah. It's off-label use, but they're doing it. Is it working? Yeah. Hmm. Right. You know what? Why don't we call the frontline people and talk to them? <laughs> call nine nine. <laughs> no, no, no. Great Pets Radio, one eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. We're talking ticks this morning. We're talking a lot of different stuff. But give us a call. We'll be back after this break. 
It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Doc. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Great Pets Radio, Dr. Jim, with Brian Kilcommons on a Sunday morning. It's the small things in life with you, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. His music is on. He's smiling and hopping in the chair. But Brian took off for a couple of weeks to do his thing over in Canada and everything else. And we, uh, we changed the music a little bit, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, what were we just talking about? Where a couple other things on the ticks. The ticks, ticks basically have a two-year cycle to them. A lot of people don't understand that. And then the other thing is that how do you get rid of them in your yard? I mean, you said burn them, burn your yard, but I mean, it's what we want. The ticks' best friend is that early snowfall, whambo, that big, huge insulation. Then they're they're protected. So if we can get a year where it's cold as heck, there's no real snowfall, and they have nothing to hide under, leaves and all that, you've got a good chance of killing a lot of them. You know what else is really good? Chickens. Yeah, the... Uh, they love them. The guinea fowl. Not only guinea fowl, but chickens. And a lot of more people are raising chickens or having them as pets. And as an, uh, a plus with that, they uh, can help wipe out the tick population. You know, they eat them. So, protein... So the question is, what can you do at home in your yard to get rid of ticks? And I'll tell you, there's a couple of things you can do. Keep your grass really short. Two, rake up all anywhere where there's leaves and stuff like that. Pick it up, move it out, because what they'll do is they'll hide under that. And you can, and you got a good shot at it. If you let it grow wild, you're, you know, you're asking for a habitat to come back. Brush piles, no, get them out. It's bad, right? And then um, let's see about this front line stuff as far as now, you know, twice a month. The other thing is that this is not inexpensive. So if you're going from once a month to twice a yeah, month... Yeah, well, you know, it's <coughs> off-label use. Mary L. can't come out and say, well, you should use it twice a month. But what, what you can do is you can use the Frontline Spray, 
which is actually what they recommended. Mm -hmm. Use the frontline spray day 14, you know, to spray the body a little bit. Right. And then the top spot, you know, the, the stuff we Topical. Know, correct. Between the shoulder blades, like on the first. So the fir every, first of every month, get the topical. The 15th of every month, the spray. And they think that's the best. The other thing that's really good is, is the collar. Is you can take these Amitraz collars. Brian, they work really well. Problem is, a couple things. One, they, they last three months, and then they're no good. If a pet swims, if you've got a swimmer, not the best one for you. Two, three is kids. You really want kids playing with that and touching it. And the fourth thing is, I've seen it once, and I, this is a real long thing, but we had a dog ingest it once and go into shock. That said, you can take the collar and you can tape it, and I just learned this, underneath the dog's collar. Take a little duct tape, you know? You know what I mean? Like tape right. it in a couple of places. It's going to work beautifully. It's going to get rid of a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of your ticks. That's a great idea. Yeah. So people would team up with that as well. So tick control, it's really bad right now. A lot of diseases are coming out of it. I'm seeing it with people. I'm seeing it with dogs. The question is, do we vaccinate? And I su strongly suggest people consider vaccinating. Yeah. So Friday night, good Chico Valley Humane Society's fundraiser uh, at Outlook Farm. Good for them. Lovely place. Uh, really nice function. They did a very nice job, but, you know, I started thinking about this. You know, and, and I mentioned this before, you know, Canada, Calgary, really has enforced their leash and licensing laws. Mm -hmm. It's had a huge impact. There's more money coming in for animal control, so trap, neuter, and release programs for cats. Um, Low-cost spaying and neutering now can be funded. Uh, so it, it's really worked quite well. And as we're sitting there at this function, looking around there and trying to raise money, shelters and you know Kachiko does 10 different towns and going okay what's wrong with this picture you know that and people still I think believe that no kill is viable well your your contention what's wrong is that there are there are absent leash laws in the towns around us right right so what's what's that mean it means <laughs> your dogs are walking around well we were discussing this before we went on air in Dover the dog has to be 10 feet from you under voice control? I don't know the exact footage, but as long as it's on voice control, correct. Oh, give me a break. Yeah. I'm a trainer. Hey, let's go to a dog park. Let's say, get 10 people and see how many people have voice control over their dogs. You know, the thing about that, Brian, I think, is that if you, if you give people 10 feet, that means they, they get 100 feet. Do you know what I mean? Right. And, and so it's human nature. I mean, I just, I am not a big fan of that policy as well, and I wish Dover would consider changing well, it. Well, you know, we're burning through a lot of money and a lot of animals. You know, there's just so much space available. So I think we need to start looking at this differently. And in the next couple of weeks, we were talking about this. We're going to see if we can bring about some changes. Yep. You know? As far as how we're doing animal control and what's working and what isn't, we don't need to recreate the wheel. We already have a template that is very successful. Yeah, and we're going to tap into that template, too, and we're going to hope... That's Calgary you're talking about, Canada. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're going to hopefully get, we'll learn from them, maybe even get them on the show. Bill Bruce. Yeah. So, uh, And you can go to the city of Calgary uh, on the Internet, do a search for it, and see what they've done. They have 91% compliance with licensing. The cops, you instead know, of dropping them at the shelter, now they drop them at Kachiko and they can hold them up to seven days. It's costing the town's money. It's costing Kachiko Valley money. So what if we could identify these dogs and the cops bring them home? You know, also, I don't think that the police force should be really doubling up as dog catchers because people aren't being responsible. So how do we start addressing that? Mm-hmm. 
These guys are on the front lines, you know, and it's great that they provide that service. But I think their time could be better spent. Mm -hmm. So as far as the cost of this, and in a lot of different ways, especially with cats, you know, and we're going to be getting into some of these details in the next couple of weeks and seeing about bringing about some changes that is going to make life better for both animals and people. Mm -hmm. It's needed. It's de it is definitely needed. Look, I got a soft spot in me, and I was, I was watching t uh, uh, television a few nights ago, and the ASPCA is now running a, uh, running a marketing campaign where they show these dogs in little words underneath them like, what have I done? you know, to, to be in this place. And it, it just rips your heart out to see it. I mean, it's very, you know, they're, they're pulling your strings there. All right. Time. But, uh, let, but let, me, let me leave you. Now, it. wait a minute. Heads up on the ASPCA. Yeah. They have a shelter that holds, I don't know, 20 or 30 dogs. That's it. That is based in New York. They do not, they have no uh, relationship with SPCAs around the country. So when you see that commercial going and you go to reach for your wallet, send it to Cachico Valley. All right, put it in a hometown. Oh, you stole my thunder on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, I'm going to break. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Keep it local. Get, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and people think that ASPCAs have a relationship or with the SPCAs. They don't. They're entirely separate. And the money that you send to New York stays in New York. We need it in our backyard. Right. I, I totally agree with you. And if... but. For those people who have not been up to Kachiko, or the SPCA for that matter, and really seen some of these puppies and dogs behind the crate looking for homes, do it. Just do it. And you wonder why Brian and I feel so strongly about this situation. Um, just, just do it. Go up. Take them for a walk. Just, they would love to have people come up as dog walkers. You know? All right. Yeah, and the only way this is going to be resolved is people getting involved. So we'd like to help everyone with that and give the information people need. So we're going to be really focusing on this in the next couple of weeks and getting things to change. We are. We're starting a little crusade. We'll be back. It's Great Pets Radio. Give your dog some thought. With Dog Thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. <gasps> on your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life 
Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Okay, I could see uh, laying on a chaise somewhere in the sun with a little umbrella and whatever I'm drinking. Did you say sun? Yeah, sun. What a day yesterday. Unbelievable. That was. I mean, that's, thank God it's over with. So, um, interesting article in the Wall Street Journal. A uh, guy talking about uh, getting a dog, having the dog for about 10 years, and you know the impact it had on his two sons, and now the dog is in a lot of pain. Uh, they thought it was arthritis. They tried to treat it. It didn't impact on it. Anyway, it seems like it's a uh, disc, and it needs an MRI, which is a grand, and possibly surgery, which is five grand. And the question he's bringing up is, okay, this dog is a family member, but when do the economic realities really set in? Mm-hmm. And can we afford this? Which is a big reason we promote pet health insurance. To make sure that you're in a position where you, you don't have to make an economic decision with the dog. But I think in this economic climate, it's getting tougher and tougher. Yep. You know, and when something catastrophic happens, mm-hmm. you know, are you in a position to be able to afford that or at least have the insurance to cover it? And most people don't have the insurance still. I mean, we... we what is it, 1% that people have health insurance for pets? Not enough. It is an absolute no-brainer. I mean, everybody should really consider it. If you, especially if you've got a, what I call a frequent flyer dog who's constantly going into the vets, it really is. And for what, Brian? $30 a month? Think of that. So that's 360 a year. So we'll call it 400 on your dog. Hey, that's one trip. That's, that's less than a trip sometimes for some of these referral institutions. So it's, uh, it's, it's a smart thing to do. It really is. I had, you know, I had a lady come in um, a while back, and she had two large breed dogs. Beautiful dogs, right? You mean giant breeds? Yeah, two giant breeds, puppies. Okay. And they were just playful. They were funny. They were just like, they, it was just frolicking. And she was just loving life. And I, so we started talking about diets, and then uh, the dogs are on puppy chow. Now, it's certainly not one of the foods that I commonly, right out of the shoot, recommend. But um, she said, you know, puppy chow, yeah, it's the, you know, really can't afford much more than that. And uh, I thought to myself, you know, ooh, one, bad of the, choice. one of the, yeah, I know. And I really wanted to help at this point because I, I just started coming. I said, you know what, you really should think about the insurance because, again, it's 60 bucks a month. Large breed, the bigger the dog sometimes, the bigger the vet bills. But how many, you know, big giant breeds we see orthopedic issues with, cruciate injuries? You know, hip problems. Well, and just basic stuff. You know, for a medium-sized dog, it's one pill. For a giant dog, it's three. You got it. Sometimes you know, four. So, you know, so it's cha-ching yes. on caring for the giant breeds. So the AKC has a uh, plan. We recommend on this show, Veterinary Pet Insurance of America. Um, you can get online, petinsurance.com. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. It takes the, takes the shock out. It takes the, oh, my God, how am I going to come up with this? You don't have to worry about it. I mean, do they pay 100%? No, but they pay a lot. Listen, if they pay 80%, and there are some plans out there, it's a straight 80-20 split. Yep. Still, when you hit with a $1,000 bill and you only have to pay 200 versus 1000 it's still well worth it. And it is. And, you know, maybe you're not one of those people listening that, you know, I had a couple recently that said, you know what, we don't need that because we have, you know, we, we both have jobs and um, we say we put money away every month for our dogs because we just know that there's going to be something. So the dog needed a knee surgery and maybe that's, you don't need it. But if you're like me or you're like most people and you don't have another few thousand dollars that you can immediately throw towards it, 
It just right. Helps. They're pretty disciplined if they're putting money away for right. bills. But how many people are like that? Right. Most people say, "Oh, really? Yeah, there is that's insurance? not going to happen. Is it work? Who is it? Well, so. you with PJ. She had the cruciate ligament. You know, that's a nice bill. But we don't, you know, they advertise on our show, too, and they come on our show, Veterinary Pet Insurance. We don't, we do this for a reason. We do this so that people know that they exist and they would consider it. It just, just try it. Now, that said, do they not cover, you know, existing conditions? Yeah, sure. You know, how about congenital things like hip dysplasia? Not really. Well, the, the, the earlier you get it, the better. And also, there are a lot of different plans out there. With any insurance, there are exclusions. Yep. You can read the fine print. And I th believe, you know what we'll do in the next couple of weeks, Jim, once we get our website up, we'll put in a couple of links there for people where they can go and evaluate the different plans. Right. So they know what they're getting and what's going to fit their needs. But you can do it online at home right now. You can just type in petinsurance.com, go in, you'll follow it up through, type in your dog's age and everything else, and then it will give you a premium right off the bat. So it's real easy to do. Consider it. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, it becomes the shock value, and especially around Christmas and holidays. A lot of times what happens is, and, and I can't blame this guy from New York. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And what do you do? And it's not, you're not guaranteed. You know, back surgery, disc surgery, you're never guaranteed to get what you lost. You know? I mean, you, just because they're dragging their limbs when you go in and you free it up and you help them doesn't mean the dog's going to walk again. So it's a tough, tough thing. It's a very tough call. Yeah. You know, and also when it's the economic decision that's going to really uh, be the deciding factor, it's heartbreaking as far as for people. And, you know, it's a tough go. So one, getting that insurance can really prevent this from happening. And they also offer, like, the next question people have, well, what about my heartworm prevention? And what about my, you know, flea and tick control and my vaccines? Can that be included? Yes, it is included on some plans. So check it out. Well, and really, prevention here is the key. So you you were mentioning to me earlier about helping uh, the police, uh, the uh, parole officers, parole officers in, in Massachusetts. I think that's a great idea because how many people actually? I just went to a house today before the show, and a dog came up and just looked at my leg and said, "I'm going to hump your leg like crazy." And I'm, and and if I I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Jim. <laughs> he liked your leg? No, the cologne. Oh, yeah. No, this dog is, th th this is a step away. This is a form of aggression. Yes. Correct. So I knew right off the bat, I looked at this dog and I immediately put him into a sit. I said, sit. You know, and, he, and sure enough, he did. Well, dogs can't think of two things at once, so that usually works. Who told you that? <laughs> it's true. What do you think? You wrote nine books on this right. stuff? <laughs> no, so it's going to be an interesting day. Uh, the, the Massachusetts State Police canine uh, officers are going to be there, mm -hmm. which is going to be a great way to really show people what to look for uh, when dogs are becoming intense and thinking about uh, becoming aggressive. So it's an all-day uh, seminar that I'm doing with them, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's needed. Even I, you think about uh, postal workers or anybody who you know who goes to the house, and you know, and if, you know, we talk about this before. But if you see the dog, I had a conversation very recently where the dog just let out a growl out of nowhere at a guy, and he's like, "I've never seen that before. Why is this happening?" You know, I guess you know maybe it won't happen again, but it can. And once they do, yeah, but what people where people confuse aggression is it's not the action, it's the thought. Right. If the dog thinks it can show signs of aggression, that's where the problem lies. And if left unattended, it is going to be worse, not better. So here's a question. Joe Namath. Yeah. 
his dog, he has a lab, was just declared a dangerous dog down in Florida because it's gone after so many different people. Yeah. They're taking him to court, and he has to keep him muzzled and confined, and he, he doesn't want to do that from my information. So as far as doing this, if he had attended to that as soon as it started, he'd be in a very different position. But now, once the dog is deemed dangerous, you are in lockdown phase. Oh, gosh, and that's miserable. And then especially for a lab. Yeah. You know, as far as doing that. So if your dogs are showing signs of aggression, give us a call at 1-888-441-9876. I'm Brian Cummins with Dr. Jim McKiernan. We're talking pets. Well, you know, one of the things, Brian, is I t- try to tell people is it's like lifeguarding. Don't wait to the pets, you know, to the person's drowning to pull them in. You got to be able to recognize when they're starting to show problems. But people rationalize and, the behavior, and all. And what I mean by that, he just growled. Well, take he just snapped. He nipped. You know, and you do not evaluate this behavior by the amount of damage being done. You evaluate it by the dog's actions. You know, and. If anybody else, you know, Jimmy, if you drove up to anybody else's house and, you know, somebody walked out and started humping your leg, it wouldn't be like, hey, how nice. Uncle Jim really likes him. Right. It's like, you know, th- this is totally inappropriate. And I think with dogs being family members, we need to take the same level of manners and apply it to the dogs. Just like if somebody walked into my house and all of a sudden Sarah's running at them, threatening to punch them. Right. You don't go, this is okay, you know, or what are you doing? He's never done, she's never done this before. So looking at aggression, it's just a little bit more complicated than what most people realize. But if you have it, if you see it or hear it, take steps to start getting that dog under control. Give us a call, 1-888-441-9876. You're with Great Pets Live. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome 
Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. It's Dr. Jim McKernan from the Great Bay Animal Hospital with my co-host, Brian Kilcommons. Hey, if you're the first caller, no one's calling in this. But if you are a first caller, we're going to put you to lunch at the Weather Vane on us. The Weather Vane. You been there, Adam? It's a good place. It's a family dining place. I like it. Adam's mute. <laughs> Give us a call. 1-888-441-9876 if you'd like to be the caller to get lunch at the Weather Vane. Hey, um, big... Th you know, a lot of times I talk to people about... We're talking a lot about dogs, but I do want to talk about cats a little bit. The big thing that I recommend to people, and you and I have talked about it a little bit, but I, I mention it at least once a week, and that is water consumption. That is the one thing people at home can do to... If you don't want to do it in an annual blood screen on your cat... Or you just, but you want to do something. Watch how much water your cat drinks. That's everything. That's well, it. And then that's that is it. There's one thing. That is it. Ben has kidney disease. Well, that's one. Yeah, you go. Kidney so, disease. You know, he drinks a lot of water. Right. So we make sure that it's accessible to him. Uh, kidney disease. There's diabetes, um, and there is hyperthyroidism, which is huge. By we see that is the most common what we call endocrinological disease. We see is. You know, thyroid. In cats. In cats, yeah. Does that bring about behavior changes? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Because there was uh, a, a mother and son whose Russian blue flipped out on them. <laughs> and they were hiding in the closet or something because this thing was attacking them. They had to call the police in order to get it out. But one of the things is he was hypothyroid. Hi hyper. Hyper. Yeah, meaning too much. So hypo is in dogs. Correct. Which is Logie. And uh, hyper yeah. is in cats. Which is all over the place. Moving... Moving and grooving, you know, just really thin, eating a lot, losing weight, drinking a lot, throwing up on occasion. How many cats throw up? Most of them. But they, <clears> they, <throat> eat, they eat like pigs and they lose weight. And then they develop heart murmurs because it affects the, affects the metabolism. So you, you're constantly in this like, what? How often do you get behavior changes? Oh, I th well, I've never personally lived with one. But I've, I see him and treat him all the time. Basically, you get a cat that just can't sit still. You know, I had a, I had a friend who woke up one morning, got out of bed, fell over, boom, fell right down, collapsed. The wife and nurse came up. They, brought, they got him in. Turns out he was hyperthyroid. So they corrected it. And he, after that, he said, you know what the most amazing thing to me is? I said what he said. I can now listen to people. Because when I had this before, I was always, like, so <clears throat> revved, constant ADD mode and constant, right. like, caffeinated that I couldn't focus. He said, it's really nice. So what it did is it just increased it, your heart rate, go boom, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. So you, you're basically not filling up your body with blood. So what does our thyroid do in our, in our pet's bodies? Well, in, in, it, 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 it basically affects every organ system in the body. Every one of them. The liver, it affects the kidney, but in general, it's, it's involved with our metabolism. So either it puts it, ramps it up. You got it. Or it slows it down. Correct. And, and so when you have a cat, which is a hyperthyroidism, you get that what we described. It, it's starving all the time, uh, losing weight, thin, oily, greasy coat, heart murmur come on, comes on, and um, opposed to the dog, hypothyroidism. Sometimes we see nothing. If you, if you were to get online and say, what does my hypothyroid dog look like? I mean, I'd say half the goldens we see these days probably get it at some point, you know? Hypothyroid. Right. right, but on a lot of times, and when I'm dealing with aggression problems, I now say I don't want to see the dog unless it's had a thyroid screening. Y yep, you're not alone. A lot, and you know what? A Be lot more 
are doing that. Well, well, the thing is, is that you cannot tell by clinical signs. You know, as far as the dry coat, you know, losing hair, you know, not thriving. You A lot it. of these dogs don't have these clinical signs, and yet they're hypothyroid. Right. And you'll, you'll you know, if you get on, if you Google it, what do my pets look like with th underactive thyroid? You'll see bilateral hair loss, trunco alopecia, they call it. Well, I tell you, Brian, I don't see that a whole lot. Two is they don't eat a lot. Sometimes they do, though. They gain weight. Some of them don't gain weight. <laughs> so it's a mixed bag. I picked it up with my own dog under one thing, cholesterol level. I mean, dogs don't go through the drive-thru. Nyla? No, Katie, years back. Oh, okay. Ran a blood screen. I said, look at that. The cholesterol's up. Let me check a thyroid level. Sure enough, it was in the basement. What about, the, you know, what? a lot of times what I've gotten back after the testing is it's coming back low normal. Yes. And that, with, from what I understand, Dr. Gene Dodds has done most of the research on uh, hypothyroid in dogs. And it still warrants medication. According what she to, was saying. Oh boy, that's well. That's where you get. You're, that's where you're diving into the veterinary controversy there. No, really. <laughs> How unusual bring, for me. Yeah, had to bring that up, didn't you? Okay. You want the answers to that? Yes. We don't. We don't know. I, I can tell you this. Years back, and I'm talking 13, 15 years ago, we had a product called TSH, which was a gel, and we would inject it into a dog, and it would stimulate the thyroid. Very simple diagnosis to make. Get a baseline number, stimulate it, then you get a bigger number. Well, if you didn't get the bigger number, you could say this dog has underactive thyroid because it just shoot out all this hormone. Very simple. Guess what? They don't make that anymore. We can't get that product. It stopped using it in people. So now we have to base on on different numbers. And you mentioned Dr. Jean Dodds. Many, including myself, agree with her and, and, and use her knowledge. Others do not because some people feel, as you said, low normal is, is normal. Dr. Dodds would say, well, a low normal is not normal. Because Dep dogs Depending on how they establish that normal rate, and if that is a, a viable evaluation. Correct. You know, which I heard there was some discussion with that, going, okay, what they're considering normal or low normal really doesn't apply with the way that number was originally reached. And she is changing her normals. So she, so she now says the normals, and what I like about her, too, is by breed. Because a greyhound will have a different number than another breed. She has one of the biggest databases of different breeds, yeah. whether it's Goldens or Greyhounds or Bassets. Yeah. So for, for her to look at those numbers for the specific breed, I think is going to be much more focused right. than if you just looked at 100 different dogs. You got it. And a lot of times, Brian, I will try it. If you, do, if you have a low normal and you have an aggressive dog, or I have another one. I have a dog with Demodex mange, Demodectic mange. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it, Demodex lives on every dog. It's only transferable in the first three or four days of life. But if you have a dog with a shoddy immune system that's not good, then that mite will take off. And it did. It was in its ears and it was with skin scrape. We saw it everywhere. He said, why is this happening? So we went and we, we started looking for all the reasons why the immune system could be low. And thyroid is one of those reasons. Well, sure enough, it's a low normal. Did we decide to treat we did in this case and we did. Well, i haven't got the full results back yet it's only been about a month but uh we did yeah a lot of times you'll know because you'll treat and they won't get they won't show adverse side effects it's like oh so how's your dog now that it's on the thyroid medicine fine yeah are they drinking more water are they eating more are they stealing the bagel out of your hand are they panting more are they up at night wanting to go out in the backyard at three in the morning no you got a thyroid dog in that case yeah
Interesting. Yeah, and the nicest part is, by they live longer. And they're happier dogs. And on a behavioral level, if you see a distinct change in behavior, which you, it can all happen with thyroid. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you just nailed that one. Yeah. You got an eight, nine-year-old dog. You say it all the time. If you, if you get an, eight, an older dog out of nowhere, why is he getting aggressive? Tufts, or, Tufts, you know, give him some credit. I mean, they were the ones. Was it Dodds who did that research or Tufts? Dodds, I believe. Yeah. Um, but the other thing as far as uh, thyroid and also limes. Because with Lyme, they get really grumpy because they're sore and they, they're hurting. And people don't realize that. So if you do have a big change in behavior, you know, the first step to take is going to your veterinarian and have it tested for thyroid and Lyme. Yes. And for cats, check that thyroid level. You know, it's, easy, it's so easy for me once we diagnose thyroid because we check every cat every year over the age of seven. And it's so easy for me to say, here's the little pill. Now, just go home and give your cat this pill, not once, but twice a day. And it's probably a buck a day. Now, it's, and I say goodbye, right? Right. But you get those cats at home. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> how do I give it the pill? Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to stick my hand in this cat's mouth? It's not. No, there's a pill gun that you can get that works really well. <laughs> and also, as far as starting some behavioral stuff where you're teaching the cat to take medication. It, instead I, I, I of the feline you. burrito with a towel. And, and, that, and you know what? What happens at that point, Brian, is you come home and your cat is where it's under the bed. It's looking at you saying, I have zero interest in being around you. And why do we have the cat to begin with? Anyways, but thyroid cats, yes, we can medicate them. Yes, there is radioactive iodine, which is the best. And they're doing that locally now, which is just an injection. Drop off your cat for three days and it's cured uh, 95% of the time. And then this surgery. And I do the surgery. I recommend the surgery actually quite a bit. Hmm. Yep. So, well, interesting. A couple of weeks ago, I think I mentioned this. We couldn't find Ben, our cat, who's blind in one eye. You know, he's 17. So, you know, I'm working. I'm up late. So Sarah calls me and she goes, I can't find Ben. We go throughout the whole house. I'm now, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm out in, with a flashlight in the bushes trying to find him. All right. He was under the bed. <laughs> You know, so with with cats, and I don't think it was feeling. Commons, well. you know what? You, well, all of us can now say one thing: you are one of us. <laughs> so much for that. Anyway, give us a call at one eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. You're with Great Pets Live. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life because they're a member of the family. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com All right, are you happy now? Well, yes. Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. We have a uh, caller on the line. Hey, Joanne. Hi. Um, I was wondering, <clears throat> thank you for taking my call. Is there any training I can do to keep my dog from going after skunks? This past time, he actually got into a fight with the skunk. This is the third time since I've had him. Yeah, it's called a leash. Sorry. Oh, you know, okay. that's tough, Joanne. Listen, the, the dog will get sprayed. 
you know, and then the following, and you'll have to deal with it. Believe me, we it's been three times this year with our dogs. So, you know, the dogs are predators. So once they see the skunk and that button goes off, they're going to chase it down. They're going to get sprayed. You, you want to look in the environment on what's attracting the skunks. Okay. You know, and, and seeing whether it's a garbage can that's being left open, a compost area, um, a, a denning area, and fencing that off. What kind of dog is this? It's a little terrier mix. Oh, who would think? <laughs> just <laughs> made his day. Just the way you said terrier. <laughs> hey, Joanne, a couple things. Uh, right. I would su strongly suggest, because there's been direct contact, that you bring your dog to a veterinarian, your vet. Oh, yeah, I know. He had so the holes. He had to have rabies good. shots again. Good. He had to have stitches. Oh, my goodness. And then, listen, the other thing that you can do is, uh, uh, personally, what I would do, as, 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 as great as Kilcommons is, the best dog trainer around, call a company to get rid of the skunks. I just had another person around the Seacoast area. I think they paid like $75 a skunk, but they're gone. Okay. So just, you know, call them up, uh, look under uh, wildlife control. Uh, there's a company out of Barrington that does a great job, and then the skunks are gone. Oh, At, thank wh you. What time did this happen, Joanne? Oh, it was Monday night. It was nice out. I was sitting on the back stairs with him, and he was clowning around in the garden, and then all of a sudden there was this huge fight, and, um, you know, he was out of it. I had to chase him down, and it was really nice out Monday night, and uh, it was about 10, I guess. Okay, but because usually that's when the skunks are most active. Yeah. Okay. So knowing that, maybe Don't putting out, a, yeah. a, either putting a leash on them or upping your obedience. Have your obedience trained him? Yes, I have, and most of the time he's very good. But uh, this, sure. I just can't stop. It's his third time, and he's right into it. Right. He's he's <laughs> a, <laughs> yeah. This is like hardwired into them. That's what mm -hmm. they were bred for. Okay. So when he sees that. He just goes on autopilot. And that's why I'm suggesting the leash, especially if he got torn up. Yep, he did. So, okay, well, thank you so much. Yeah, I, oh, well, wait a minute. You got lunch, love. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that very much. Yeah. You can stop by at WTSN and pick up the gift certificate and enjoy lunch on Great Pets. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for the call. Yeah, bye-bye. So my, my thought, Brian, is just call those exterminators, the wildlife control people. They'll set the traps. Skunks are gone. But they, you know, as you said, they travel like crazy, so... Yes. You know, you'll have other ones moving into the area to yep. fill it in. And the worst part about it is that every time that dog gets wet in years and months to come, it, that smell still keeps coming back. It's, it's amazing. It is. It's foul. It's just, right. Anyways, but uh, it's a good question. Good call. All right. And the other thing is that, you know, a lot of times, what makes the rabies list every year? Cats, raccoons? Sure. Skunks? You bet. Yeah, which is a big deal. That is a big deal. And making sure that you... Yeah, you've uh, had your dogs inoculated and cats for rabies. I've had I've had skunks run into the driveway and attack little Westies, and that and they've been rabies positive. And this is in Newmarket. This is around here. Really? You bet. Daytime. That's scary. Yeah, rabid skunks coming in. The guy took a shovel and ended it. But uh, so take it seriously on that. Anyway, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Great Pets with Dr. Jim McKiernan from the Great Bay Animal Hospital. I'm Brian Kilcommons. We'll be back next week, and I think we're going to be talking to Canada. We're going to be seeing about the uh, laws and, you know, how they change things in animal control. Have a great week, everybody. You've been listening to the Great Pets Radio Show. Join Brian and Dr. Jim next Sunday for more informative pet talk. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.